Hello everybody, I am Sino Agueze. And I'm Kelly Agueze. And, and this, this is, is Agueze Uncut. This podcast is a free-flowing conversation where we dive into a variety of topics. Mm-hmm. Some will make you laugh. Others will make you think. But we hope that no matter what, you enjoy being a part of the conversation. So listen up everybody, we're starting right now. They were all at Tomea's home going in in South Carolina, yes. So I am Arlette and... Kevin. Arlette and Kevin. God bless you guys, honestly. Um, I don't think anyone else can bring me out of my bed, never mind across the border, (laughs) all the way down to Mississippi. So it's a combination between you guys and the Holy Spirit. So I thank God for both of your lives. Um, Like you and Pastor Sino, Kevin and I carry a very heavy mantle for the city of Toronto. And there's a lot of things that God has placed in our spirit that we need to do in terms of business and in the marketplace and how to specifically win souls. However, we've been challenged at every single turn. Every turn, if it, whether it's little or small. And we have remained in faith. We are still in faith. My question really is, you see God moving in your life tangibly. I believe you call it proof producers because that's yes. important for people to see the tangibility of God. What are you really following? So my question is, when you are pushing through and um, based on what God has done previously in your life, what are the signs that you know that God is about to do something when you're pushing? What are some of the signs just before breakthrough? I'm so glad you asked that. Let me answer, and I'm sure you'll have something a little different. But let me first say, Arlette came, yep, last year's Night of Miracles. And she had a word for me that I didn't like. Oh, I Um, didn't know you didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. I liked some of it. (laughs) I didn't like the part where my whole world was going to fall apart and I was going to put it back together. I didn't like that part. But I liked the other things that you said. Um, But she was exactly right. And so that was right after the night of miracles we met and she gave me this word the amount of money that you gave that 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 amount actually means a word of prophecy because i looked it up because you didn't know exactly what it meant she said god sent her here um and there was a certain amount she was going to give and she's going to give but in the meantime god said give this she gave that amount she said, i don't even know what it means but you'll know what it means i looked it up the numbers the amount meant a word of prophecy that's exactly what the numbers meant when wow. I looked them up. Wow. Um, and so basically she, basically, she was just telling me that things in my life, it was going to seem as if my life was falling apart, but actually it's not. It's God turning it. He, she wanted me to know. She said God told her to tell me that it's not falling apart. It seems like it. You're not going to understand it, but it's me actually aligning things for you. And she said, what God's about to do in your life is going to be so grand, and you stop hiding it. She was like, I see cars. I see, I hadn't bought my house yet. She's like, nobody knew that. Nobody knew I was buying that house. She said, I see a new house. I see new cars. She said, I see a whole lot of stuff, and you've been hiding. But she said, I came to tell you, no more hiding. Jesus. We had just had the night of miracles. 
God had moved mightily. This was last year. And then it seemed like my whole world fell apart. Yes, it did. I mean, it wasn't a week later. And I was like, so this is my, my take on that question. How could we have a night like that? And then within a week, my whole life falls apart. So I thought. So you thought. So I thought. So I get this curveball. But at the same time, I had a release in my spirit. Like I literally, the day it all went down, like I was crying out of one eye and saying, I'm free to serve Jesus out of the other. Oh, Weirdest thing, I can't explain it. But because I could see his fingerprints all over my life. Like, even there are some things that we're waiting on now. But I'm to a point to where I cannot doubt God. Because how can I doubt a God who has already done so much for me? So, although I face opposition, although I face what seems like these walls, I know those walls will fall like the walls of Jericho. And my job is to stand on his word and declare it and keep praying and fasting and sowing. And it's only a matter of time. I told you I had a vision the other day as we were praying. As, as we prayed, because we traveled in prayer, I could see, like at first I was kicking down walls. And then it, I got to where I would just walk to the wall. And it would just fall. And that's where you are right now. You just, all you gotta do is just show up. I'm telling you, what's been holding you up? Just keep doing what you're doing. The walls will fall. Yeah. Are you guys enjoying it? Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. That is awesome. Regretfully, we have time for one more question. Oh, wow. okay. um, we want Phil's question. We gotta get a gato. Okay, so we'll get, and she said Phil. Let's just come on, let's just finish. Let's just do it fast. I think we got some books to sign. Yes, ma'am. So let's can we keep it like for real now? Not like that two minutes at a funeral, cool. like for real two minutes. Wow. Okay. I'm Carolyn Johnson, country girl from Greensboro, North Carolina. Hello. Oh. We want to get this fast, but I had a question. Okay. And then my spirit said no. So and I'm like, okay, so I'm kind of confused because I'm piggybacking off of what she said, because in 2016, my world fell apart. I mm -hmm. lost everything. Almost my mind. Okay. And God kept, and then in 2017, God started doing things and putting people in my life. And one day, I'm not an internet Facebook person. I just, just go on there. I go on there, my granddaughter, they show me how to do it. And I come across you talking, you gonna get double for your truck. What's that little girl I saw in the car? I called you little girl. That's all right. I said, and from that point Look at me now. He was one of those people that he put in my life to help when he was restoring me, to help me keep going. We give God the glory. But I think it's good for you all to hear how you impact lives. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just can't tell it all. I just can't tell it all. 
Hello, pastors. My name is Jerome Williams. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And uh, uh, looking at the anointing that's on Warrior Nation and with all the leaders that you've been training, do you all see uh, an opportunity of opening up satellite locations in each and every city? So not only to worship, Jesus. but to bring new souls and to watch Sunday night service live. That's a pastor sitting on sure is. Well, you just read our mail. Um, absolutely. Um, yes. We've, we've known this for quite some time. Um, the, the model is going to start here. But absolutely, there will be campuses. Within a year from now, there will be campuses all over. Dallas, yes. California, all over there, Georgia. Yes. And um, the, the leaders will come from within the Warrior Nation absolutely. family. Absolutely. Amen. Fiance is a leader, so that's why I asked. Oh, wow, thank grown so much and it's still continuing to grow and I'm just thankful um, I've experienced a lot of struggles but my biggest testimony was I was really struggling to get here and I remember y'all said just fight hard to get here no matter what and so every obstacle was coming my way but my car had Cadillac converters that went out and I called around to shops and it was from three to five thousand and the last shop I called they told me it was free it was a recall on the car oh my god And I just received a new job and I was looking for a job. And so this week, the week of victory, I received a job. Yes! Wonderful. Brother Phil. Hi, my name is Phil Headley from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Yes! <laughs> Both of you question. Uh, you both lead a very aggressive schedule. You're up very early, your day is full of activity. Just on the basis of the broadcast you do, you're up very late, and then you hit the whole thing again. You've got a, a ministry you're running, you've got family you're taking care of, and as an outsider looking in, it looks like the pace of things is getting faster than it was before. So with all that going on, how do you two keep from getting spiritually and emotionally exhausted? Okay, Brandon wants to interject first. Good question. That is awesome. And as a staff, um, and you'll see staff around here, um, they literally work on their um, director of operations, everybody knows, but they literally work from 5 a.m. to midnight. Five days a week, sometimes six days a week. Midnight sometime might be early. Really, really. Um, but when I tell you they're intentional about their time with God and about their time with their family. So after that video, y'all see every morning, Boss shuts down, me, Dad, and Chanel run the company, and they pray from 8 to 12. They don't take phone calls. Staff, they don't take phone calls from 8 to 12. It's so serious that I had to text them and say, hey, y'all know we don't talk to boss during this time. At 10 o'clock a.m., they allow me to text them and see if it's good to talk yet. If they're not, if they haven't encountered God, 
it's night time. So they spend wow. that time every day. And I guess it's God that renews their strength because I be up with them and I'm just, I be crazy. <laughs> but they literally intentionally spend time every, like every day. I've never seen anything like it in my life. But thank you. Thank you so much, Brandon, for pointing that out. We're still, you know, because of how busy we are, we still, it's something that is ongoing. Right. We're trying to, you know, I don't think we ever, like, perfect, perfect it, but we're still working on, you know, um, bringing balance um, in some of those areas. But one of the things we've agreed on was our personal time with God was going to take the most priority. We want to spend more time with God than we do with people. Um, and, um, and so we're setting some things in place. So let me just give you a few things we've set in place. Um, we've set in place that on Mondays will be our date day. Our date day. Because we haven't had a honeymoon yet, by the way. You know, and we're beginning to understand what that means is that we're going to actually do things that um, help us getting to each other, you know, it's just each other, each other, each other, and very empowering things that uh, help us connect on a very core level, right? So that's one. We've also agreed that once a month, we're going to spend a whole weekend outside of ministry just together, you know? So, um, so these are some of the things we're putting in place. Another thing that also has helped us is using the... Um, I would say the six-day uh, creation. We place an emphasis. Each day has an emphasis. Um, right, right, right. So, for example, Monday is a rest day. Tuesday is a ministry day. And we try to put in as much as we can about ministry on that day. Wednesday, for me, is a writing day. Wednesday, for her, is a Kelly LLC day. She focuses on the store and so on and stuff. So each day has an emphasis. Friday, uh, we try to do an all-day prayer day. You know, that's where the prayer watches were birthed from. Um, Saturday, partly time with God, partly time with family. Um, Sunday, you know, part of, um, um, of course, um, now that we're doing church. church. So that, that would take church. that, you know. And so um, by, by doing that, we find that we're, we, we, we flow better that way. It's helped me a lot to get on a schedule and I'm like really sticking to my schedule. Like, uh-uh-uh, my schedule says, because that's been the hardest thing for me to do, like get on a schedule, like I, I, I have a personal trainer now, I train three days a week. I'm like, okay, by the time I finish this training, I'm gonna be home by this time, I'm gonna do this, this, this. It's really helping me to gain more control of my day. And then, like we said, Wednesdays after my video, that's the day I work in my store. I'm also a few hours on Saturday morning, I work on my store. But it, I've learned that if we just, if I get more concentrated, I can actually get more done. So instead of, and he helped me with that, instead of an hour here, two hours here, three hours there, just been a whole day doing what I need to do. And I've found that I actually can accomplish more objectives and goals that way. I put all of my energy in one direction at one time, instead of being scattered all over the place and never really getting anything finished. That makes so it's coming together. Uh, on one thing, on Thursdays, we uh, we try to fit in as many, because, you know, people want to meet. So we try to fit in all our meetings in, in one day. So it's one day. And if we can't fit, you know, we wait till next week. So whatever we can accomplish, that cycle comes all over again. So we're still perfecting that. We know we haven't perfected that, but we're working on that. Thank you.
ones. Hi, pastors. Uh -huh. My name is Wyatt Perrier. I'm from Gary, Indiana. Wow. That's where the Jacksons are from, right? Home of Michael Jackson. <laughs> this is the testimony that I told you about earlier today. <sighs> Do tell. This is my wife, Angel. She's one of your diamond members. <laughs> diamond. Love it. <laughs> and um, I, we, we came down here today. First of all, my wife, she started out watching you all. I've always been a spiritual person all my life. My mom raised me in the church and everything. And I just recently lost my mom in uh, August, mm -hmm. a few days after my birthday. And... Um, I've been strong about it because I know where God is. Is it a mic so we can hear you? I know where God is taking me, uh, especially through my wife. Because, like I said, she started watching me first. And then, uh, for some reason, God pulled me in and started to more and get a hold to what you was doing and everything. Because I haven't seen, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to take this out the wrong way or anybody get offended. Yes, they But uh, I watch TV Gates. I like TV Gates. <laughs> I watch Pastor Meeks. I watch Joel Austin. But I don't get that fire. Right now, I know God is making me a better man to love her and to do what I'm supposed to do as a man. And I thank you for, like I tell my wife all the time, I drive semis, and I'm a dump truck uh, driver, semi-driver. But I tell her, I'm never driving the truck. God always driving the truck. I'm just behind the wheel. So I thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm so shy. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Um, I have been watching y'all so long, so long. I'm so shy. So you're doing good. But I love you guys. Just know that um, I'm watching every day, even when I'm not on live watching. I'm watching after work or, you know, I'm watching y'all. So thank you. Thank thank you. Love you all. Thank you. And the one other thing I have for us, I wrote you all. I don't know if the staff wrote me back or you all, but um, my wife had mentioned it and it brought it up, but I'm the one who wrote you and told guys I would be honored in 2020, if you could remarry us for our 20-year anniversary. Oh. Remember that letter. My birthday, August 4th, the day I got married. Oh. That's a possibility. Yeah, I think that's a, that, so that's 2020? Yes. Next year? Let's wow. do it. Let's do it. Pastor Zeno, first, yes, you all have blessed me abundantly. Just to see the way God uses the two of you, it's just so heart-touching and just so effective. I, I love it. Um, question. So I, too, like Tome, and believe in God for healing me of cancer. I trust in God's word. And I, and, and I said to God, Lord, I just want to be healed supernaturally. 
Because people are out here dying and have no hope. I want to show them that you're real. And you heal. You still heal us. Hear our prayers. You still heal us. So I said, God, I, I, I don't really want to do anything else. But if you tell me to do it, I will. And right now, I'm still waiting on him. I'm still trusting him. But I've got people, even my pastor, that want to say things to me like, Sister, you, maybe you need to go on and check into I'm getting chemo or radiation. Radiation won't work because it's in my eyes, it's in my face, it's in my neck. And I was like, Lord, but I, I really, Father, you have to help me with this if that's what you're telling me because I've been holistic all of my life. And Lord, your word said you've given me everything pertaining to life and godliness. So if I'm going to do anything, it would be holistic. And holistic does cost it. That's about 50 grand. And I'm like, God, if that's what you want me to do, then I know you will supply it. My question is, am I being foolish, just waiting on God? I just, I believe his word. I want to stand on it. Lord, I know how to wait on you. I, wait, I prayed for my husband to be saved for 35 years. And he's now saved. Tell us your name and where you're from. I'm Gail Braxton. Okay. And I'm from Virginia. You know, when our sister Tomei left, this world, I made a covenant with God and I shared that covenant with, with Kelly. And that covenant was a covenant to manifest Christ as a healer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I know, and I'm not just saying this to throw words out there, I know that God is a healer. And I know that God doesn't choose who to heal or not to heal. I know we're dealing with generations of mindsets. Because even in this room right now, if we were to be honest with God, there are people who are not sure. Does God choose some people that he heals. It's the same thing we're contending with is once saved, always saved. And so in the minds of a lot of people, there are still a lot of stuff in the air 
when it comes to this God healing us, how do we know if it's God's will for us to get healed? This, this has been a battle that has been going on for generations. And unfortunately, um, the answers are not that well pronounced. We're not just dealing with a person. We're dealing with a culture. We're dealing with a mindset. In fact, we're dealing with a generational mindset. And because faith takes time to fully develop, I even feel like for quite some time we've strayed away from what the church should look like. You know, when we look at, for example, in the life of Jesus, or we look at the book of Acts, and we see the true picture, or the true revelation of the mind of God, revealed to us in the scriptures, and you compare that to where the church is now, particularly the church in the West, there's such a dissonance, there's such a distance between what we see here and what we see here. And it's bridging that gap. That is why, you remember when you and I were sitting and one time we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we said, God, you have to manifest yourself to this generation. And I think that God is just waiting for a people who would come to that place in their soul that will lay hold of this word and walk in it. And honestly, I want us to believe that before you leave here this weekend that yes. God will completely heal you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So, Tomea's death is not to bring us to a place where we question God as though we don't know the word. But a death should drive us more into God. Absolutely. We are not the first to ask this question. Jeremiah asked it. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician here? And if there is a physician, then why is the health of my daughter not recovered? And so when a people have gone generation after generation where unbelief has impregnated the culture, where people don't believe in miracles like that, then you have to repair the broken altar. You have to reset mindsets. And God will do that by his spirit through the word of God. And so this thing for us is something I know we have taken personally to the point that now we have already put a plan to introduce a healing school. Yeah. You know that there are a lot of people who don't even know how to receive their healing, how to appropriate their healing. And so the scripture says you will know the truth. And so there has to be a rebirthing of the truth. There has to be a recrowning of the truth. A re-enthroning of the truth 
in our spirit and in our soul. And so the truth has to catch up with where we are right now. And then you see miracles become the norm. If God wants to take you home, he knows how to take you home. That's right. That's right. So this weekend, I want you to stay sensitive tonight. I want you to stay sensitive throughout this weekend. It's to every man according to their faith. The measure you meet, it shall be measured back to you again. I believe that something profound is going to happen to you before you walk yes. out of here this week. Yes, Lord. I really believe that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Did you guys enjoy the program? Did you guys enjoy a voice and uncut? Amen. Let's honor our man and woman of God. Amen.